The countdown is on for Super Bowl 54, but will the big game be a big win economically for Miami Gardens? We talked to the city's mayor and coming to America, a first of its kind student exchange program brings high school students from Botswana to Miami. They'll tell us what school is like 8,000 miles away from home. Uh, good morning to all of you out there. Thank you so much for watching NBC6 Voices. I'm Jawan Strader. Well, in two weeks, Miami plays host to people from all around the world during Super Bowl 54. This will be the 11th Super Bowl in South Florida and the sixth one hosted in Miami Gardens. More than 100,000 football fans and high rollers are expected to flock here for the big game. They'll spend big money on hotels, restaurants, limos, ride sharing, entertainment, and so much more out there. And with me this morning to talk more about what local communities can expect from the Super Bowl, Mayor Oliver Gilbert, thank you so much for joining me this morning once again. Thank you for having me. Uh, you got it. Well, what are you what are you expecting here for the big game, Super Bowl, especially for Miami Gardens? What are you expecting? Well, we're, we're expecting a lot of people and a lot of attention. And so one of the things that I like to point out is that, that, that South Florida hosts the Super Bowl experience. Miami Gardens host the games. So unless they, you know, change something without telling me, they're not going to build a football stadium <laughs> on the bay or on the beach and host the game. So they're going to host the experience and people will stay in hotels and they'll yeah. eat at restaurants all across South Florida. And we understand we have a tourism economy here in South Florida yeah. in Miami-Dade County. Uh, but we're going to host the game and we're prepared to, to be gracious and great hosts. You know, we work hand in glove with the county, with the stadium to make sure everything's prepared because ultimately we want it to reflect well, not just on the county and not just on the NFL and not just on the Super Bowl, but specifically Miami Gardens, because that's where the Super Bowl is being played. It's been played in Miami Gardens. And let's talk about that from years past. <laughs> what have you learned uh, from the experience of the Super Bowls from previous years being held in Miami Gardens, being held here <laughs> in South Florida? Well, most of the people who go to the Super Bowl don't actually know their way around South Florida, Miami Gardens, so they get lost a lot on the streets. So we, we, we pay attention, we pay, we pay extra special attention to that with regard to signage and traffic. And also we understand that look, the value of the game for Miami Gardens is primarily the exposure that Miami Gardens get, being attached gets, being attached to something that's, that's inherently positive around the world. So just little things like making sure they include Miami Gardens when they say the Super Bowl, it's not being played on South Beach, it's not being played in Miami, it's not being played in South Florida, it's being played in the largest African American city in the state of Florida. It's being played in, in the place where the Dolphins call home and, and where Jazz in the Gardens exist. The very same city that hosts the Miami Tennis Open and all these other great events is hosting the world in, my, in, in the Super Bowl in Miami Gardens and making sure that they actually understand where they are, who we are, and, and that means a lot to us. And, 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 and I'm sure the money does too because we're talking about the Super Bowl brings yeah. between 300 to $500 million to host cities uh, basically, including 29 million in tax revenue. So as far as Miami Gardens is concerned, um, I don't even know if you know how much the city of Miami Gardens it's, can benefit from that amount. Well, you know what? Th those numbers are interesting because those numbers take in consideration uh, taxes that are paid on hotel bedrooms and stuff like that. Right. And we don't have a lot of hotels necessarily in Miami Gardens. So when, when they talk about host cities, I've always taken issue with that because what they mean is host geographical areas or hosting areas. And so that number will include most certainly Miami-Dade County, but it probably 
probably actually includes some of Broward County also. Mm -hmm. Because what we know is, is that people who travel here for the Super Bowl, some will stay on Fort Lauderdale Beach, some will stay in Hollywood, some will stay on South Beach, some will stay in the city of Miami. So it, it, it is not concentrated in one city necessarily. That that economic impact is actually spread across all of South Florida. And something that I like seeing is the fact that many organizations out there, including Miami Garden, stepping up to try to fight human trafficking out yes. there. And um, it's something different that I've seen in <clears throat> compared to years past. And mm -hmm. why is it that you decided uh, along with many organizations to do that, to go ahead, hey, we got to make an effort here in finding human traffic. Because we're not for sale. I mean, and we understand that with big events and big sporting events, you have people coming in town who want to do the wrong thing. Um, but you can buy, you know, you can have a nice drink, you can have a nice meal, you can even buy a, a tan in a can. You can do all that stuff, but, but we're not for sale. Our young girls aren't for sale, our young boys aren't for sale. And so th those, just paying attention to it makes a difference. And having the NFL and the Super Bowl actually commit to, hey, helping us yeah. push this message out. Because a lot of times we don't associate, you know, runaways and, and, and massage parlors and strip clubs and stuff like that with human trafficking, but those things are all integral parts of the human trafficking problem. And in 2020, we still shouldn't be talking about what is essentially slave, slave prostitution. That's essentially what it is. We shouldn't be talking about that in 2020. We should have evolved more as a, as a national community, as a global community, and we haven't. But to the extent that we haven't, uh, law enforcement is prepared to put you in jail for that. And, and speaking of law enforcement, law enforcement, as far as the city of Miami Gardens, you're ready. Oh, yes. Oh yes, we we um we've been working with every level of 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 law enforcement and national security and the and the county and the state. We're absolutely ready. We're absolutely ready because we understand that you know most people who come to South Florida will come to South Florida, will come to Miami Gardens, will come to the game uh, for the purpose of doing good. But we're prepared for you if you don't. If you're if right. you're if you're ill-intentioned, we're prepared. And and you know what's interesting is that every time there's a because, listen, Miami Gardens, you guys have taken off. There are a lot of great events happening in Miami Gardens. We're going to get to Jazz in the Gardens briefly uh, in a moment, but a lot of major events happening there at Hard Rock Stadium. Mm -hmm. And it seems that every big event is like, okay, happening in Miami Gardens. Well, they're going to say yes to everything. They're going to say yes to yeah. everything. Oh, the mayor is going to support everything. You know why? Because it means it's an economic impact. But then you go to Formula One racing. There's, that's been a hot button issue there. Um, and why has it been such a hot button issue when it comes to residents in the Miami Gardens? Well, well, first, it's not something that people naturally associate with the stadium. So if you think about a football game or, or even tennis to a large extent, which didn't have a big traffic impact or, or concerts, you can see those things in the confines of a stadium. But when you start talking about Formula One racing and loud cars and, and people weren't necessarily used to that idea and, and, so, and it wasn't rolled out well, quite frankly. So I, I think that when you're presenting information to people, first, when you're presenting to a community, you should never pr present it as a fait accompli, something that's going to happen no matter what. Never present it that way because, because the surest way to, to get people to rally against something is to tell them that their opinion or make them feel that their opinion doesn't matter about something. And, and so never present it as a fait accompli and then get ahead of the science. Talk about the things and talk about the real impact. And, and then even besides that, before you actually have events like this, I like to say that, that we, we were talking about economic impact before. There needs to be 
closer attention paid to the economic impact that these events have in Miami Gardens so that residents of Miami Gardens and businesses in Miami Gardens are actually uh, have vested interest in the actual events. So if you're saying that this is going to bring another $300 million of economic impact to South Florida, but the residents of Miami Gardens are going to be the ones inconvenienced, well, why would they say yes to that? If you're saying that you're going to close down their streets and people are going to stay in the hotels and, and, and everybody else is going to get all the other stuff, why would the residents of Miami Gardens say, oh yeah, we want to be inconvenienced. We want whatever it is, the noise, the closed streets, the smoke. We want all that. And what, what we're going to do is we want it so bad that we're going to let everybody stay on South Beach. Well, I appreciate that we are part of a larger <laughs> uh, tourism yeah. economy. But I think that everyone needs to appreciate that this isn't just some place to visit. This is some place people live. Absolutely. A lot of people live. The third largest amount in the county live there. And so it needs to be... Uh, important to them and special attention needs to be paid to how it affects them and also how it benefits them. All right, and that's fair. And before we go here, because I'm running out of time here, Jazz in the Gardens. Now, I know we're going to have you yes. back on here in about a month or so Real to talk love. about Jazz in the Gardens. Real fast, the lineup. You just Listen. came you came out with the lineup. Break it down for me before we say goodbye to Mary you. J. Blige, Jill Scott, her Kirk Franklin, Stokely from Mint mm. Condition, mm. The Roots with Bilal, and wow. we got some more people coming. This, this is, this is wow. our 15th year of Jazz in the Gardens, and Juwan, we're going to turn all the way up. It, it, it's it's going to be incredible. Oh, I, I believe that. It's going to be I incredible. I believe yeah. that. Well, well you're going to be back on to talk more about that, hopefully, so uh, in a few weeks or so. So we're going to have you on. So hold right. that thought right there. Okay. We really appreciate you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having Mary me. Mary Gilbert, thank you. And, of course, we have a lot more coming up next. Miami welcomes students from Africa in a groundbreaking student exchange program. We'll hear how it's going so far. Next. All right, welcome back. Well, first of its kind program in Miami is giving students the education of a lifetime. It's called BICEP. Now, that's short for Blindfolded International Student and Cultural Exchange Program. Ten students from Southern Africa are visiting Miami. They received a warm welcome complete with a performance from the marching band when they arrived on Monday. A group traveled 8,000 miles from Botswana to spend two weeks in South Florida. Now, this program is called the brainchild of Edwin Shepard. He's here now with two of his students. <laughs> and uh, Edwin, this is unbelievable yes. right now. So you have two students here. And, and who, who is this here? Who do we have? Well, you can go. tell your name. Yeah, you can go ahead and tell your name. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. My name is Bami Ayanda Tamani. I am 17 years of age, and I'm a student at Lidjuman Senior Secondary School in Khaburoni, which is Botswana. Botswana is in the southern part of Africa. I love it. Oh, you came ready. Oh, you came prepared. You came ready. And who, who do we have next to you here? Okay. Good morning to Good everyone. Morning. My name is Utile Lamia Mateisi. I'm doing Form 5, which is grade 12 here at Leduman Senior Secondary School from Botswana. I yes. love it. I love it. Oh, and then they're all smiles yeah, as yes, well. But I yeah. love it. I, this is an honor for me to have you guys here. So okay. thank you so much. Well, Evan, let's get right to okay. it. How did you get... How did you even come up with this concept? Hold up. Uh -huh. You're not an educator. No, I'm not an educator. You, you work in a different industry. Yes, hospitality. Hospitality. Hospitality for okay. 21 years. For 21 years. Yes. And here you are mm -hmm. helping bring students 
from 8,000 miles away yes. on an exchange program to Miami. Yes. A first of its kind type first of deal. Its kind. How did you do that? Uh, I, I actually filmed a, a little short documentary called Blindfolded, How They Hit My Heritage From Me. And it just basically chronicled my travels in South Africa and Botswana. And a dialogue that I was able to get from Miami Central, which is my high school alma mater, and uh, students of Lidumang, uh, the, the dialogue, and it was just basically killing the perception, the negative perception uh, that we've known of Africa for a long time. And that documentary gave birth to the student exchange program. Okay, well, what I want to ask the students here, they've already been here uh, for a while now. They leave, yeah. they're, they're here for a total of two weeks. Yes. For a total of two weeks. So basically they'll have one more week left. Yes. But I want to ask them what they think about the program. What do you guys think <laughs> about the program? I think it's a very great in initiative. It's quite great because the school there, the, the teachers and everything, it's very welcoming. More for the fact that we are here to like learn how they do stuff here so that we can get and learn the ideas so that when we get back home, we can implement that and make sure that we get good grades. So it's kind of, it's, 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 it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Amen. It's good. It's and what, what do you think? What do you think? And what do you think about America? Oh, America is very exciting. I'm still excited. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think? But what do you think about this program? As my fellow mate already said, it's a great initiative. We get to get opportunities to visit colleges. We are hoping to get some sponsorship there. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You guys are about to be 17 years old? Yeah. Yes, we 17. Are. Yes. And seniors in high school. Yeah. Yes. This is great. This is an opportunity of a lifetime. You can hear it. Of course, they're a little shy, a little nervous. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah. But, but Edwin, what do you think hearing from the students and hearing the impact that this is having on them? I mean, the impact is, is actually a reward for me. I've worked uh, really hard to, to make this happen in, in raising funds. And, and that's, that's basically what I wanted to see was to, to see the exchange and for them to, for them to meet the students at Miami Central mm -hmm. and for them to, to kill all the negative perception for the students of Miami Central to see students from the continent of Africa and say, you know what, they're, they're just <laughs> like us, you know? And I bet they get a kick out of it as well, yes, uh, the, the students, yes. because seeing, uh, seeing someone from a different background or that's lived in a different country, you become educated exactly. by opening up your mind. That's why it's so important that we educate ourselves yes, yes about others yes, and uh, other races, other ethnicities, uh, other continents, other countries. That's why this is extremely important. And you can't do this alone, though. I mean, this costs money. Uh. This costs money, brother. <laughs> so how were you able to raise I, this money to bring these students I've here? gotten behind Facebook Live and asked everybody for money. I just went, I just put my phone on the table just like this yes. and got right behind my phone and I called it the Village to Village Exchange-a-thon. So I was basically doing like an old school Jerry Lewis yes. type thing and I was just holding up signs that say with the website and the yes. cash app and people just been donating. And how much does something like this cost? I mean, in order to bring students over? The, the total for one the school total, yeah. is uh, 50,000. 50, 50,000 for one school? For one school. And you said for one school, and how many students again? Uh, it's 10 students. 10 students. 10 students. So $50,000 yes. for 10 students. Yes. And this is something, this is the first time. This, this is, is the, the first, first. This is something you want to continue. Yes, exactly. We, we have plans on uh, taking Miami Central students to Botswana 
next year in 2021. Oh, that's yes. great. Yes. That's great. Can I come? Can I come check you guys out? <laughs> I need to raise some money. I'm going to put it on Facebook Live right now. I need you to chip in. So, no, let's talk to you guys. Can you tell me um, what's been the most exciting part about your experience? We've been just here for a few days, but I would say the hospitality is quite great. The students are willing to learn from us as much as we want to learn from them. For that, for me, that's that one great big thing for me. So yeah, that has the been the experience. The experience, getting uh. to feel how they learn, and us telling them how we learn, yeah. getting to learn the similarities that we have and the differences that we have. So all in all, it's a great experience. And, and what about you? It's, a, it's been a great experience for me too, even though we've been here for a few days. Um, I've learned quite a couple of things, such as the learning ways, the subjects, the way they specify them is very easy for me. Like, for example, maths, I'm a maths person. Yeah. It's divided into trigonometry, algebra, and other contents. So that way, you focus on one thing and you can get it. As well as Spanish, I didn't know Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now you're learning Spanish, you're learning other languages yeah, as well. other languages. That Even though cool. my first Spanish lesson turned into a Tswana lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. And, and, and what about your, can you guys speak other languages? I can speak a little bit of French. A little French? Yeah. Very good. Oui. Okay. Je m'appelle Joan. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. All I've learned is Spanish here. All I've seen you. Okay. Hey, hola. Como esta? Vieni too. I can also speak Tswana, English, and Kalanga, which is my native language from Botswana. That is great. And I need to learn. So how, how can I say thank you in your native language? Tabuk. Tabuk. Tabuk? Tabuka. Tabuka. Yeah. Tabuka. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I uh, see. I, I like that. I like that. And that's what this is all yes, about. Exactly. It's about exactly. learning about um, each other mm -hmm. and educating yourself yes. at the same time. Yes. And I love this. And we got to support you, brother. So how oh, can we? You. How can we support you? What can we do? Uh, just simply go on the website. It's uh, bicep.org. Okay. And that's a uh, b-i-s-c-e-p.org, mm -hmm. and it's. We're nonprofit and tax exempt, all that, all that good stuff. We've only raised twenty-five. Well, I'm sorry, we we've raised uh, fifty percent okay. of of the funds. So we still have. I'm still going yes. at night, um, raising funds on Facebook to, you know, uh, take care of our pending uh, costs. Okay, so the pending costs for for the students now or for next? Oh, for for now, like you know, okay. we have things like the hotel. We're yes. still feeding them. I mean, we have a heat game. Yes. So, uh, the community has actually stepped up. We have a few people a few organizations that has um you know say hey we'll sponsor an evening of dinner Absolutely. and stuff like that so you know it's it's expensive so we're we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're getting by we're i getting love by. it i love it well thank you so much no, uh, Edwin, you. man thank we you. appreciate what you're doing thank you so uh, much and it's it's amazing you are an educator at heart uh, there's no you. doubt about thank it because so of much. what you're doing appreciate and and both of you and i don't want to say your names wrong so i'm not going <laughs> to say I, mean, I could try but i don't want to mess it up but i want to thank both of you for coming as well it was and i love you continue to smile girl i love it i love it you too man i love it i love it well, Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tab Tabuka. 
Tabuka. Tabuka. Yeah. All right. Well, before we head to break, there are a couple events honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. tomorrow that we'd like to tell you about out there. The annual Liberty City MLK Parade runs down Northwest 54th Street. It follows the route that Dr. King traveled during his frequent visits to Miami. Festivities follow, including live music, dance, and theatrical performances, along with children's activities as well. It starts tomorrow morning at 11 and ends at 6 o'clock. And in Broward County, the largest MLK Parade begins at 9 a.m. at Lincoln Park on 19th Street and Cistrunk Boulevard. The procession will head east proceeding to Esplanade Park. A festival immediately follows celebrating South Florida's multicultural community and unity. And we want to tell you about the Voices podcast. You can listen to the show's episodes anytime and anywhere. Be sure to subscribe to Voices on the Apple Podcast app. Well, that's it for our show today. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also message us on social media if you have a story idea. Before we go, remember, education is the key to success. If you believe, you will succeed. We'll see you next time. Have a great weekend.